Cole Lyle of Mission Roll Call joins me to discuss the huge problem of veteran suicides and the comprehensive approach needed to address this crisis. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll also hammer Secretary Mayorkas for his big lie about our border agents. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. It goes on the same way with what's in the Inflation Reduction Act has to do with your ability to be able to get tax credits for buying, if you need a new coffee machine, a new washer, a new refrigerator, you buy an efficient refrigerator, efficient coffee machine, you get a tax credit for it. Oh boy, I guess that solves all our problems. Hey, we got to buy it first. Where do we get it? I have a right to it. If there's anything that I have a right to, it's a coffee machine. Thank you. Does it have to be efficient? Usually when they say efficient, it sucks. I just got to let you know that. I, um, man, what a weird news day. Because I feel like they're trying to do everything that they can to not have like anything super stupid happen for us to talk about because it just never because then that's all we're going to talk about going up until midterms welcome to the show it's your lovable hostess i'm in a really weird mood i'm going to warn you right now i'm so spaced out because it went from being like in the 90s to now it's like 60 degrees so allergy meds have weird and weird effect on me it's cedar season your girl I told Kane I looked like I was in a boxing match when I woke up this morning. Every my eyes were so puffy and swollen. So just letting you know, we're a little I'm just in a weird, very kind of chill Royal Tenenbaum kind of mood today, which is a weird script, but that's what we're rolling with. So I'm not the only one in a weird mood. The president is in a weird mood. There's so much audio from this weekend. I have a massive uh, dump of info about midterm stuff, which we're going to really start paying close attention to as we roll in, roll closer, ever closer to it. Because now we're in the home stretch. It's the home stretch, whatever that means. You're like, what does that? What does that mean for everybody? We're in the home stretch. Is all it is. That's all you need to know. So we're gonna get in. We're gonna get into some of that. Uh, I got. I've got an inordinate amount of wokery for you, and. Things I can't classify that I'm just saying makes me mad, and we're going to share that as well because it's kind of the, a slow start. There's still a couple of things to watch, so let's get you set up for the week. CBS has a new poll. Despite what Biden's saying, well, just, you know, spy yourself an efficient coffee machine, and you're going to get. Why does. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me get to the CBS poll, but can I just pause for a moment? Why is it that every plan that he has for people to improve the economy why does it always start with just buy something that's efficient 
I mean, is there any particular... I'm pretty sure my coffee machine isn't efficient. Mine's pretty efficient. You will see the Alamo Part 2 if someone tries to take my coffee machine. Come and take it. New flag right there. Coffee machine. It is so not... What does it even mean, efficient? Well, it's uh, worse at making coffee. That's what all the efficient stuff means. It's They're just trying to get you to go back to the dark ages. Here, is your, here are your efficient light bulbs. They suck and everything's yellow. So everyone looks jaundiced. We're actually bringing back the sepia-toned 70s, but like in real life, because efficiency. Or how when they took the phosphates out of the dishwasher. Never thought I'd be so mad. Dishwashing detergent. Your, your dishes are actually going to be cruddier. And you're probably going to have to run another cycle, which defeats the purpose of being efficient, because it's not. Everything efficient is not good, just in my, ex- my personal experience, which is, that's fact. I don't care if it's anecdotal. It's fact in my case. Everything that's anecdotal to you is fact, right? So from this, these are just some of the, the sage words from President McUnity in the new CBS poll. <laughs> no, this is good. It predicts that Republicans will likely take control of the House. I really feel like they're trying to downplay a lot of this, too. Well, yes, they're likely to. But, you know, no big. Doesn't it seem like they're sort of transitioning to that? I get it. You hear it? Y'all hear it, too? I mean, it's, you know, it's it's uh, likely to happen. So just, uh, you know, it's going to be likely to happen. Or... Like this, audio soundbite nine. So the secretary mayor, this guy, can I just tell you about uh, Poot Booty Judge? The secretary mayor, new mom, he really wants, he's, he's trying to get set up for a run for elected office. And he's trying to move to Michigan to get himself set up. He really thinks he is something. He came from the same school, uh, Oatmeal Slacks and Loafers, uh, OSL. That's the school. You don't know that's a school? Oatmeal, slacks, and loafers. It is the exact same school that also churned out Robert O'Rourke, John Ossoff, and several other Democrat white males that fit between a certain age demo. And so he's from OSL, Oatmeal, Slacks, and Loafers. And their school song is Boots and Pants. And their uh, mascot is the unicorn. Anyway. So he comes out of nowhere. I mean, I get he's the transportation secretary, but okay. And he has this to say because, you know, the, the House may go to Republicans. We may have a recession. I mean, yeah. audio soundbite nine. The threat of a recession is still looming. We saw the head of J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon, said it's all but certain to be coming in a few months and it's going to be bad. How worried are you? Look, it's possible, but not inevitable. And we're doing everything we can to strengthen the foundations of the American economy. You know how I know these people don't live in the real world? You want to know how I know? Because homeboy here hadn't seen 30% increase in eggs. Actually, 38%. Let me, I'm, being, I'm, I'm selling you short here, folks. Homeboy here hasn't seen 38% increase in eggs. People who buy stuff and do everyday stuff they see these things. You know, they, they see this stuff and they don't think that it isn't a big deal. They don't think that a recession is possible. They know it's possible because they're living it. I mean, this guy, again, from the school of oatmeal, slacks, and loafers, do you think that Mayor, Secretary Mayor Poot Buttigieg 
don't give me garbage about his name because it's I'm saying it the way that Lawrence O'Donnell does and everyone knows that he's correct. Do you honestly think that he goes to the store and buys his own stuff? He's the kind of guy that when he goes to the store, he goes and looks at all the trendy stuff in the expensive aisles and he pretends that he's shopping and he acts like he's culture because he's in a Whole Foods, which is as close as he's ever going to come to any kind of, I don't know, anything. He's, he's, th- he's that kind of guy. I just, they really, the, it really amazes me because they, they, th- they, they have no idea. They, they don't know how much gas has increased. They don't know how much bread's increased. They don't know how much meat has increased. Well, we might be in a recession. I'm telling you what, when I like went to the grocery store and I was getting basic stuff, you know, because you always get your French toast supplies and you get a couple other things. And I'm looking at, and I know the, because I watch it, and I'm, I'm looking at this, and I, it's just, a, it's amazing. It's, we, I mean, it is. How can you obviously say that, how can you say that it's not? Well, Biden does. I had audio soundbite seven. While he's eating ice cream, Biden's telling you everything's okay. It's all right. About just one more economic one. Are you concerned about the strength of the dollar right now? I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Does that make sense? Yes. Our economy is strong as hell. Our economy is strong as hell, he says. He's nomming on some ice cream. So our economy is strong as hell. It's great. Worry about the rest of the world, but we, the rest of the world, I don't pay taxes for the right, well, I don't know, NATO, but, but I'm a little bit worried about what happens in this part of the world, the world as is defined by the borders of the U.S. I'm a little worried about that part of the world. CBS poll, Republicans, they said, the economic questions, these are the ones that forecast, that, that forecast the worst for Joe Biden. So CBS YouGov poll, Battleground Tracker. Surveyed 2,068. Now, these are registered voters. Now, this is one where it's very, I think it's important to, to look at, to break it down, because registered voters, these are the people, this is a really good measure. They say they asked them a number of questions, overall state of the economy, whether or not they're satisfied. Here's the problem. The majority of people who were polled, they said that, Democrats, and it was only, it was only, I think, oversampled by maybe plus two. Democrats and Democrat-led policies were part of the problem. Ooh, that's a rough one. They, they, they held him responsible. Actually, it's less than plus two. So it's a pretty, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that they'd even, honestly, put it out here at this point. They say Democrats' momentum is stalling. It's all about the economy. Everything's about the, of course it is. It's always ever only about the economy, never more so than midterms. It's a reason why it's a, why it's a, a phrase. They said that in this, in this survey, the questions that they were asking, is Biden responsible for the economy? Registered voters, 45% with a margin of, uh, or, of error to 2.4. 45% said a lot. I love the answers. Not at all, a little, some, a lot. 45% said a lot. 26% said some. 42% said Republican policies would help the economy. 33% said harm the economy. 25% no difference because math is hard. You know. (laughs) It's, uh, and 
like of likely voters, there's a different one of likely because they go from likely to registered. Only only hardcore Democrat base cares about abortion. No one cares. I'm going to tell you what. I had a conversation over dinner with some friends. And someone had asked me about the abortion thing. And I, I honestly got mad. I am so damn... How sexist is this? For 50 years, it's all Democrats have ever wanted to talk to women about. Ladies, these are women's issues. It's couched in between. It's a woman's issue. The hell's a women's issue? You know what women's issues are? Women's issues are the economy. Women's issues, it is energy. They include energy. They include the economy. They include unemployment. Women's issues include inflation. Women's issues are always packaged and sold as being nothing but about abortion. And you have all these so-called feminists who make an industry out of selling this muck to women across the country. And sit here and go, oh yes, it's women's issues, women's issues. Shut up. That is such a barefoot and in the kitchen way to look at it. It's, it's, it's sexist as all get out. I'm so tired of it. They've been trying to fear monger us with this stuff for 50 years. I just don't, I'm not buying it. And a lot of women, I don't think, smart ones aren't buying it either. Women's issues. Same damn thing as going to a car lot. And as they're sitting here telling your husband about the engine, what's under the hood, what they're telling you about is the lighted mirror. Look, ladies, you can really apply your makeup really well while sitting at a red light uh, with this amazing LED with the lights in this mirror. Look at these amazing cup holders. They can hold the biggest Yeti full of sweet tea. That's what they're telling us with women's issues. Women's issues are everyone's issues because women own businesses and women pay bills and women own property and women raise kids and women raise kids who may go and serve in foreign wars created by these Democrat politicians who want to tell us that our only concern should be women's issues. I'm tired of it. Dana Lash here for Arc Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about Arc Seed Kits. You can visit Arc, A-R-K, ArcSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, Arc Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. Now, these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you in your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. We're talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So holiday air travel, yay, just like everything else, is said to be one of the most expensive on record. There's no let up in travel demand, just lockdown ebbs. So if you're thinking about flying for the holidays this year, first off, you need to book early. For, uh, you need to just let listen to me and let me plan your life. Book early, right? Uh, and expect to pay more, but there's like 
you know, there's things you can do. Thanksgiving airfare prices, though, they're going to be averaging. So last, this is weird because last week when I had this, it was it was two seventy five round trip. Now it's two eighty one. So it's twenty five percent increase from last year. And I went back and I checked, and that's it was reported that way by a number of different sources. Now this at ABC says two eighty one. Uh, so for Christmas travel, airfare prices are ranging four thirty five round trip, up fifty five percent from last year, nineteen percent higher than in twenty nineteen, highest levels in five years. Now it's not just inflation. It's I mean it's it's also fuel. What's well, inflation? It's fuel. It's everything. There's a lot of stuff. And they said that demand is people were people are ready to like get out and travel. That's like a big part of this. They're ready to get out. They're ready to go travel. I don't blame them. Elon Musk. Now this has since changed. He it's back, but he this is why Ukraine needs to just chill out. I don't understand their whole approach to this. It's like if they don't get what they want, then everyone's a Russian, whatever. I don't get it. That's so stupid. Uh, this is how you're burning through goodwill. Don't do that, right? People are like, real. we're really amenable. And now this is like ruining it. Elon Musk pulled Starlink from Ukraine because Ukraine's bas- ambassador told him to blank off. Yes, yes, you did hear that correctly. So he said SpaceX cannot infin- indefinitely fund the internet research in Ukraine or internet service in Ukraine and send several thousand more terminals. Uh, some had said that uh, his rocket, his company had asked the Pentagon, which that wasn't true, to pay for the donations. His comment came after apparently he angered some U- Ukrainians. They were expecting it for him to do all of this this entire time. And then when he was, it, it, I mean, he says anything, like even when he was proposing a peace uh, a negotiation, he was being told to go do something unflattering to himself. Don't bite the hand that feeds, man. Stay with us. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 9 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Week we saw President Biden out there saying that he's going to be announcing more steps to take on inflation and particularly gas prices this week. What more can he do? Well, I won't get ahead of the president, but as you have seen uh, throughout this year, he's taken a number of steps, everything from flexibility on ethanol to uh, the release from the strategic oil reserve to try to create a little bit of breathing room for families that are paying too much at the Um, by breathing room, what does he mean by that? Because breathing room would mean, if you're trying to create some breathing room, what you would end up doing is, is 
having a little bit more domestic production to offset the incredible increase in cost of gas. Um, I'm just, just, you know, good heavens. I saw, I've seen a lot of dumb stuff circulate on the internet. That's just one of them. That's uh, Secretary Mayor Poot Buttigieg. We've gone over this. So first off, a quick break on regular, this is more cultural. We've been talking a lot about gas. I got midterm stuff coming up for you. This is a cool, I feel like we are in the fight to save men. Although I do think that there is a beginning of a turnaround on this. Kane, do you see that kind of a little bit? I sort of see a little bit. Now, the reason we had a huge, we almost started physically fighting on break here on staff. It was me and Kane versus Juan and Steve. It, It is one of the most epic battles that we have ever had. There's some hard feelings. Kane and I would agree with him, but we'd be wrong. And, you know, somebody's got to be right on this stuff. So I don't even, I think it came up. Because we normally I don't, I don't follow the celebrities. I don't really care. But for some reason, I think it's because I like Florence Pugh as an actress. I was following this stuff with, what's her face? The worst part of Tron, Olivia Wilde, uh, and uh, Jason Sudeikis, who's Ted Lasso. And politi- people's politics aside, I do think that, Sudeikis is less annoying than Olivia Wilde. But anyway, apparently she's totally, she was reportedly screwing around on him. Got with Harry Styles. And I was looking at a photo of Harry Styles and I'm like, I don't get, I don't get the appeal of him over Sudeikis. I really don't. Especially because he is a man who wears wide leg pants. And I have very strong opinions. I don't care if you're gay or straight. You should not be allowed to wear wide leg pants as a man unless you're a sailor from the 30s and 40s. You should not. The zoot suit is gone, guys. It's gone. We're not doing no zoot suit riot. We don't have that no more. And I was looking at a full, we had a huge discussion about this because I said that he's, and I gave like, for instance, for those of you watching the, the simulcast of our nationally syndicated radio show, if you're watching it on YouTube or the first, I don't even understand what is with the weird Bugs Bunny type collar that styles. I don't know. His stylist hates him, hates him. I, that's all I'm left to assume. I've never seen a man dressed he's he he is dressed like new moms dress their firstborn babies ridiculous right that is how he's dressed wearing a in one photo he's wearing a double-breasted velvet jacket over some j crew powder blue looking beto o'rourke shirt because he always wears the same shirt and over wide leg striped pants trousers that are just they should be hemmed i'm sorry the only things that need to be dust in the floor are women's pants if they're wearing heels or drapes that's it i have very strong opinions about this he his clothes wear him he doesn't wear the clothes and so steve brought up david bowie and he's like do you think that he is the generation's david bowie and after kane and i died and came back to life and died again and came back to life we said no because David Bowie wrote his own stuff. David Bowie dressed himself. David Bowie was David Bowie. Everyone else is a pathetic, c- complete copy. That's it. And he wore his stuff. His stuff didn't wear him. And I just can't. My whole point is that I don't know what anybody would see in this guy. Why you would leave your baby daddy for him. I just don't get it. What? I don't get it, right? He just, he looks mousy. 
what is with these mousy dudes? Right? He doesn't even look heroin chic. He doesn't even look like he has the forearm strength to pick up the needle. I mean, I just not to like, you know, gl- I'm not glorifying anything, but you see what I'm saying? Kane, you're full of opinions on this. What, you agree with me because you're also correct. Yes, um, I do. Plus, I think the Olivia Wilde, like there was a decade ago where I was like, man, a total crush on that girl because she's hot. But lately, I'm like, what kind of decisions is this girl making? I can't, I can't, I can't go along with that anymore. And now Harry Styles... As David Bowie, or this generation's David no. Bowie. Steve put that tweet out on the show account. By the way, I can't. Uh, I can't go Steve with said that. that on the show account. I did not say this. He asked the question. I'm like, I wouldn't even ask that question. Let the people speak. All right. Oh my gosh, he has one song. Well, he was he's a boy bander, and there was one song that they did that wasn't heinous and didn't make me want to. It didn't. It didn't make me want to eat Tide Pods, but. It did not, he, it just, I have no words. He's not Bowie. He's not rock. When he was himself and kind of did his own thing, that was cool. I don't think you have enough information on this topic to make an opinion on this. I don't think you've listened to it enough. Oh, I think I have. I look, I will totally judge you by appearance, especially if you're in entertainment, because you are will, you're willingly offering yourself up to be judged by appearance. It's part of the package. It is. I didn't know if you were talking about Bowie right there. See, it's the same thing. Bowie looked cool. That's the difference. He was cool. This guy is not. Harry Styles is not. He's a weenie. These are all he subjective opinions. Cool. Mm-mm. I just I don't, don't ha- like him over Sudeikis. Are you kidding me? Like Jason Sudeikis right. is funny. Look at that collar on screen. That's a different and conversation. Stiff- he should be arrested. See, this is why he can't be president. I would have him arrested. In a stiff wind, he'd be taken out. That is, it's too starched. Oh my gosh. Look it's ridiculously cut. That's not edgy. It's, he looks like a kook. Take somebody's eye out. He looks things. like he went to the children's palace with his mom, and his mom dressed him. He looks like a little Lord Fauntleroy reject. It's bad. It's bad. I don't know. I don't. I don't mean. Yes, I actually do because I think. Again, I just. I am very particular on dudes and how they should dress. I don't think you should. A dude should care that much about his appearance to that extent. And I. I don't know. And and do not wear unless you unless it's like a jewel tone and it's fall. And you have that personality. Don't be wearing no velvet blazer. Don't be doing that. Just put it back in the closet. That's not for you. That's not for you, man. Put it back in the. Put it back up on that rack. Put it back up. Golly. Well, our listeners would agree with you. <sighs> See, I'm telling. I'm just saying. I and and it's not because I'm being mean. I want you to be the best person that you could be. Yeah. So That's far, not we have just under 100 votes. It was put out eight minutes ago. Mm. Just under 100 votes. 92.8 agree with Dana and myself. Mm. 7.2% agree with Juan and Steve. Oh, man. I I can't. I can't. So that is, we had to get, I had to get, I had to get that out of the way because it's was, it was hurting me. It's hurting me. All right. So a couple of other things I want to make sure that we're getting into uh, as well. Housing market is cooling, which everybody kind of saw. We all knew that. Apparently, sales are going to show for the last month drop have dropped uh, for eight consecutive months, blaming high borrowing costs with the rate of mortgage mortgages set to surpass seven percent this week. Average rate on thirty year fix now sits at six point nine two percent. Oh, I know it's the highest it's been since two thousand and two. Nationwide home prices have soared over forty three percent over the past two years. Oof. And mortgage rates, oh, hang on, Kane, hang on. They're set to surpass this week 7%. Mm. That's not good. 
This is wild. The average home price. I remember when the average home price was two fifty. I remember when it was one fifty. Comes as the the average home price for all housing types last month reached a record of three hundred eighty nine thousand five hundred. That's crazy. Oh, oh my gosh, there's going to be a crash. It's up 7.7% from a year ago. The average in July, this is wild, was 428,700. How was that? That was the average in July? Huh? That's the average. That, yeah, that was the average in July. That is according to the people who keep the averages. S&P Core Logic case. The case Schiller Index. Whew. So the market is, is cooling. Man, I'm telling you, it I is. I blame BlackRock. Actually, have you noticed? Because, I've been seeing commercials for them on cable. Have you been seeing that? Oh yeah, I know. It's like they're ramping that back up again. Hmm. But what ended up happening was they were going online on like Zillow and other places mm-hmm. and buying up these homes everywhere, and they'd buy them at higher prices to inflate the other property values that they own in the area and pay cash. Right, and so that rinse and repeat action is why we're where we are. It when we sold our house. We had an offer that came in from an entity. They were paying above market price. They offered above market price for cash. And I was immediately suspicious, as I am of everything. And I'm like, I want to know who, who I want to know more about these people. And because I, I thought, I, I want to sell to a family. I, wanna sell, I don't want to sell to a business, an entity. So I was, uh, it really weirded me out. Because I mean, it was, it, and, then they, and then they came back, they're like, oh, do you want more cash? And I'm like, oh, this is weird. This is just weird. It was weird to me, you know? I mean, I, of course, I mean, they make it to be where it's a very attractive offer, but at the same time, there's consequences to it. You know, it's just weird. It's very weird. But um, this on top of, remember how Mayor Secretary Newmom Poot, Buttigieg, Wall Street Journal is disagreeing with him. They're saying, oh, no, we're going to have a lot of job losses by next year. He was saying, well, we're not in an recession, but, you know, it's a potential. No, no, no. Economists expect a recession. I think, again, we're in it. I don't know what this expect nonsense is. I, don't, I just don't get it. They said that the forecasts for 2023 are gloomy. It means we're going to have some... Do you think we're... Sidebar. Quick sidebar cultural question. Whenever the economy was bad, when I was a kid, that's when we would get some really great music. But is the electric guitar dead and is punk going to come back and will this spur it? That's a whole other separate issue to this. So just lay that on the table and think about it. Mm-hmm. People when they're mad when the when the economy is doing poorly, when they want to be able to screech about the government, that's a great outlet. I'm just saying. On average, economists predict GDP is going to contract 0.2 percent annual rate the first quarter of 23, shrink 0.1 in the second quarter. It's it's they're going to have to cut jobs in second and third quarter. I mean, how are you going to how are you going to try to mitigate slowed and lowered growth and and way less profits how are you gonna how is that gonna happen according to the last survey they expected i mean they're they always have to revise what they add down but they're trying to forecasters are saying that they don't believe that the fed can keep right raising the rates in order to cool off inflation without triggering job losses in an economic downturn. I mean, they said like 60 per, over 60% of them are saying this. So it's gloomy. Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company. And it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement. 
and uh, family-owned, they think like us. And they're really known for, over at Recoil Gunworks, their web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy-to-use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo. And they will note, you know, they have it all up there very helpfully on their website. Ammo shipped to your door where legal. And they explain that, including Illinois, New Jersey, and Connecticut. You need to see the frequently asked questions on that. And check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions. Visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana today to get you a full list of products. And use code Dana to get free shipping on your next order. Whether you need it in the woods or on the range, Recoil Gunworks gets it there fast. And once you make your first order, it won't be the last. Use code Dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. Send me to Washington, D.C. Take on to make sure I push back against work to work. Well, work to work, he says some bad stuff that work to work that is uh john fetterman don't talk about him though because his wife will get mad and call you ableist or something which doesn't doesn't make any doesn't make any sense uh so welcome back to the program your lovable hostess here and uh i wouldn't want to say that i appreciate all of you out there in radio land who are agreeing with us on twitter kane and i against Stephen Wan on the Harry Styles horrible dressing issue yeah. and how if you had to choose between him and Jason Sudeikis how is there even a competition doesn't even make any sense doesn't make any sense I mean Kane's you know a healthy American male you know and he's you know but he likes him it. some ladies yeah I but he's ad- like that guy looks now I could admit when I think a woman should choose one guy over another yeah I mean like other I women know when another woman's pretty other dudes know when another dude is like handsome or cool again I mean it's the same thing Oh, my goodness. All right. So a few other things I want to make sure we're because uh, we have a whole other hour coming up. we got a lot happening still uh, today in the program. Uh, we've got discussions coming up on the latest with China. Apparently, Xi Jinping is going to rule forever. We're going to discuss that. We also have some wokery for you as well. Speaking of wokery, um, I am there's an equity chief in the Pentagon. The Pentagon's equity chief has praised a book calling 9-11 first responders menaces as she pushes for a revolution. Kalisa Wing. Uh, She's a self-described woke Pentagon equity chief. She's under a probe over anti-white tweets uncovered by uh, a number of folks, including Fox News Digital. She recommended a social justice book for classrooms, which legit calls 9-11 first responders, quote-unquote, menaces. She's a diversity, equity, inclusion, DEI chief at the Pentagon's education wing. Why do we even need that? Yeah. yeah. And she, I just don't, oh, man. I mean, she really, she, she was, 
she recommended this book that's it was called Between the World and Me about 9-11 responders and it says, quote, they were not human to me, black, white or whatever. They were menaces of nature. They were the fire, the comet and the storm, uh, which could with no justification, no justification shatter my body. Oh, my gosh. That's a line in the book that she's recommending for kids. I don't know why we need DEI people in any form of government. I think it's so ridiculous. These are these are snake oil positions. Absolute snake oil positions. That this DEI stuff is such a scam. Such a scam. And we don't need it for the we don't need it for the Pentagon. I hope that when Republicans take over Congress and if we win in 2024 that we get rid of all of these positions within within the uh, government. We don't need any of them. We don't need them. Not a single one of them. Just incredibly, just wild, 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 wild. Now, one other quick thing. We're going to talk about this more. Did you guys hear about this? This is just in. U.S. researchers at Boston University, oh, you're going to love this, have developed a new lethal COVID mutant strain in a lab, echoing the exact type of experiments that many fear caused this pandemic in the first place. Boston University created a new COVID strain that has an 80% kill rate. It's a hybrid of Omicron and the original Wuhan virus. It killed 80% of mice infected with it at Boston University. Those poor mice. All right, stick with us. We've got more in store. We're going to come back to this, too. Why are they doing that? Why are they messing with this? You know it's bad. Are you just trying to figure out how bad it is? Stay with us. Second up. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, and marriage. Folks, these subjects are a big part of political dialogue today, and we talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. Right now, my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So what are you waiting for? The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Visit DanaForHillsdale.com to watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation, and sign up for this new completely free online course. That's DanaForHillsdale.com. DanaForHillsdale.com. It a mistake in so many states and so many localities uh, to see schools closed as long as they were. I think in some case, I, w- I don't want to use the word mistake, John, because if I do, it gets taken out of the context that you're asking me the question on. Well, but did, was, uh, did we I, pay I, too high a price? Yeah, I would say that what we should realize and have realized that there will be deleterious collateral consequences when you do something like that. This idea that this virus doesn't afflict children is not so. It does. We've lost close to 1,500 kids so far. But much less than the older population, obviously. Oh, of course. But you shouldn't discount that it does afflict children. So it isn't without consequences. If you go back, and I ask anybody to go back over the number of times that I've said we've got to do everything we can to keep the schools open, no one plays that clip. They always come back and say Fauci was responsible for closing schools. 
I had nothing yeah. to do. I mean, you're, I you're, mean you're, let's you're, get down to the facts. So what's- oh, my gosh. And the reporter's like, yeah, you I mean, it's true. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Not even. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. And uh, good to start the second hour of this Monday with you here. And I know that's not true. First off, when he was talking about the number of fatalities as it relates to kids, please remember that these had all of these. And we looked at this. We had, you know, a year ago, we looked at every single one of these cases. You're talking about kids that have serious comorbidities like leukemia, things of that nature. That's that is something that's information that I think is important to include when talking about that so that you get a fully informed perspective. You have a fully informed perspective and he kind of omits that just kind of glosses over it and presents it as though that necessarily wasn't the case. And I find that to be incredibly disingenuous about as disingenuous as I find him trying to excuse his culpability in closing schools and keeping schools closed um this and he only came around to saying that he should uh we should open schools i mean he was one of the last people to kind of come around to it in fact this was around 2020 in april he actually he was described by the new york times as giving his blessing to de blasio to keeping new york city schools closed for the remainder of the year there's a whole new york times piece on this and I, this idea that he wasn't um, culpable in this or that he had nothing to do with it, him claiming, I mean, he flip-flopped, flip-flopped. I have another, this was back in February of 2021. He, again, went back and forth on Biden's supposed 100-day school reopening plan. He had said that that the it was explaining how he was supporting keeping schools closed and how hopefully they would get to the point he was like by the time we'll get to fall we'll have this under control enough you know discussing maybe perhaps opening schools and then he had said quote we don't really know everything about this virus and we really be better careful particularly when it comes to children and he says in some instances uh, kids won't have uh, have issues going back to school. And this is in 2021. He said, you know, some mod- you could have, uh, have modifications breaking up the classroom, etc. He was, he's like trying to, re- there's the thing on the internet where we can go and see what somebody says. He's trying to revise history here. And it's, and, and I, again, that's also disingenuous. This is why people don't trust him. There are so many pieces I have where he, he's defending politicians who wanted to keep schools closed he's defending them and then he only comes back around later and say oh no we need to make sure after after it shows that parents wanted schools reopened kids wanted schools reopened and that they weren't super spreader areas then he then he comes around and insists oh the entire time this is as i said why no one trusts him and they all of this this bad science did you see the story over the weekend A North Carolina father, he spent 24 hours in jail because a judge demanded that he wear a mask despite the fact that there was no state or county mask mandate in place. He's a veteran of the U.S. Navy. He was among several of 98 jury candidates called to Harnett County. He showed up not wearing a mask because there weren't any rules. 
No masks were even required in the building. Judge Winston Charles Gilchrist mandated that everyone in his courtroom wear a mask. And they told Han that if he didn't, he'd be held in contempt of court and spend a month in jail. He's like, I'm not going to wear a mask. This happened late last week. Uh, wow. So the, guy threw him, the judge threw him in jail. This nerdy judge, Gilchrist, superior court judge in the county, the only one that demands people wear masks. It doesn't do anything. In North Carolina, unbelievable. Just unbelievable. 24 hours in jail. 24 hours in jail. For what? See, it's this, this, the stuff that Fauci had supported and pushed helped to create and establish these types of policies. People are still paying for it. I had nothing to do with this, except you did. You had everything to do with it. I even, I even pushed back against it. I had nothing to do with it. I just want to go back. March 20, 2020. Quote, so clearly, and particularly in areas where there's community spread, the school should be closed in an interview with PBS. September 2020. Schools should only open up once the virus is under control, according to an interview he did with CNN. I mean, there's so many of these. Why should we trust this guy? It's kind of, you know, a rhetorical question man alive this is why no one trusts him this is why people don't trust members of government he we remember him pushing all of this and he wants to re he because he's interested in saving his legacy that's what this is all about he wants to save he wants to save face he wants to save his legacy that's that's all this is about it's incredibly unfortunate a low-income apartment building owned by Raphael warnock's church we're learning more about it Mm, it is so nasty. The photos I'm looking at. Washington Free Beacon has a huge expose on this low-income apartment building owned by Raphael Warnock's church. They've been evicting people for things like $125 past due rent. He gets over $7,000 housing allowance, and his church owns this building. They said it's plagued by pests, maintenance problems, and absolute filth. The photos are so bad. And in fact... Two people sued the building this year alone because an elevator apparently had collapsed on them. It is so, the pictures are bad, just nasty. The residents say the trash room overflows up to the 12th floor. No one comes to clean it out. They said the smell is horrific. Uh, it, it, it's bad. They said that they've been having such a problem with this and the building is the Columbia Tower at MLK Village. They have all kinds of uh, issues with uh, infestations, everything. And it's owned by the Ebenezer Baptist Church there. The Ebenezer Building Foundation through a charity that it, it owns 99% of the tower. And the tower residents have complained over and over again. Like I said, you had two so lawsuits, separate lawsuits. February, May of this year, there was an elevator ceiling that collapsed on them in May of 2020. One guy was knocked unconscious and was physically injured. He had over $50,000 in medical bills. And 
There are rats, roaches, all kinds of nasty stuff. They said the vents, oh, this is bad. They said the vents haven't been blown out in years, haven't been cleaned out in years. They said it's sickening. They said that it is, it's, it's just bad. And they give, he gets all these salary and housing benefits, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And in the meantime, that uh, Ebenezer Foundation only paid a few, some like 60, maybe 60,000 for repairs and maintenance. Oh man, that was over all its properties. Say it's a 12 story building. They said there's a garbage chute every floor that connects to the trash room. Residents say, say no one ever clears it out. 96 rooms in the building. The trash room overflows every weekend. All the way up to the 12th floor. They said it smells so bad. They said that it is, I mean, it smells bad. They don't clean up the vents. They don't clean up, they don't keep up basic maintenance. The garden's always littered with trash. There was a uh, reporter that visited it over the week or this month and they said that the uh, residents many of whom are elderly they actually have to spend and pool their own money together in order to do basic maintenance to the building you know but he's a reverend and all and that just like people on like I think the like people on the left Democrats like this I'm a reverend and I'm gonna really wear this but I'm actually not gonna do a single thing that scripture talks about because I'm here to wear it not follow it man now I have more this is coming out of Arizona Arizona Attorney General They've asked the FBI and IRS to investigate the people behind 2,000 mules. This is not going to be the first rodeo for True the Vote, which has been targeted by Democrats ever since they started clearing up and fighting, clearing up voter rules and fighting voter fraud. Catherine Engelbrecht is behind True the Vote. They worked with Dinesh D'Souza on this film, 2,000 Mules, and now the Attorney General there is demanding that the FBI and IRS investigate True the Vote. You know what? True the Vote was investigated by Elijah Cummings, who abused his office to go after Catherine Engelbrecht and True the Vote, sent every alphabet agency down there when they found like 200-something people, half of whom were dead, registered at one address to vote. They had all these receipts. Man, they went after them. I've had Engelbrecht on these airwaves before. So that's... She, they've been through this. I was trying to think. I think they even had the FDA go out at one time because they had some like farming property or something. They're true. The votes headquartered outside of outside of Houston. But they had congressional members. Who were really abusing their authority and abusing their positions to go after this group. And all they did, they did nothing illegal. They just simply showcased the ridiculousness of the fraud that they were uncovering. You know, now, the, the, again, you can't, the, we're just going to use the FBI and IRS to, we're going to weaponize them and go after everybody. That's apparently, that's what they're doing. That is what they do. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply 
simply delicious. Tart Cherry Gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. A California baker created a life-size Han Solo out of bread. <laughs> Just tear me apart like soft bread. It's a bakery in San Francisco. It's a six-foot-eight bread sculpture of Star Wars. Star Wars is Han Solo. This is after he was frozen in carbonite, right? So it's the carbonite slab. So apparently the bakery there in... In San Francisco, the Bay Area, they said they used wood and two types of dough. So they worked at night after. I mean, it actually is kind of. I mean, would you eat it? Like, what would you eat it with? Like, why would you? I don't know. But they did it. So if you know if somebody was, that's. I don't know. That's what it, it just is. What it is. You can rent an apartment in New York City for one thousand one hundred dollars a month. It's the size of a parking spot. Ninety-five square foot apartment building in East Village. It's a closet. It is an actual closet. Uh, it, I mean, one thousand for the first month's rent, a thousand dollars for security pro, uh, security deposit. His rent has increased to one thousand one hundred dollars per month. He has one window. It is. It doesn't even come with a bathroom. Residents share three bathrooms and two showers located on each floor. That is heinous. Why? Why would you do this? Oh my gosh! Why? That's now this is a really huge story and I was looking at this and I I was thinking about it I'm like why it, because so I feel like snow crab Alaska snow crab season then this the whole season was canceled officials are investigating what they say is the disappearance of about 1 billion crabs and it's a huge blow they said that they they mysteriously disappeared in like two years. That's a 90% drop in their population. And of course, they're immediately going, oh, it's probably, you know what I'm going to say. It's probably global warming, etc. Could it be, though, that there was maybe overfishing? Could Chinese boats be responsible for this? I'm just, you know, I think that maybe we should ask that question. Uh, but that's going to be, I mean, that's going to that's gonna really impact, I think, our feel like crab and other seafood because it also affected king crab too alaska king crab uh so also this uh, horseback rider was arrested for dui uh in whittier person riding a horse through traffic would not pull over for police was arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence driving. yeah well you remember you can't be on horseback or anything like that right. i know one of the uh, senate candidates and one of the most contested races in the country in nevada adam laxalt joins us next we also have midterm updates stick with us Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your 
door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. Welcome back to the program. Bottom of our second hour here, your lovable curmudgeon hostess, Dana Lash. And if you are tuning in through affiliates across the country or watching the simulcast on YouTube, Facebook, or the first, it's good to be with you. Joining us now, I've been talking about this in a cut, about maybe about four Senate races total. We always touch on every single week. And one of those watching very closely in Nevada. And I've been pleased with the polling that I have been seeing. And, of course, that candidate is no stranger to this program, Adam Laxalt, as you know. Uh, he is uh, He's a veteran. He's also a former attorney general of the state of Nevada, and he is the Republican nominee for Senate there. Good to see you, and uh, congrats on some of the latest polling. I was just checking it out this morning. Uh, I mean, uh, you're, you have the RCP average of being in the lead. This is a close race, and I know so much of this comes down to the economy, which is why I think Democrats have been trying to make it about, you know, very sexistly, I have to add, women's issues when women's issues are the economy, women's issues are business, are inflation, are gas prices. Nevada, from what I understand, your state's going to be hit particularly hard uh, and has been by this 40-year high record of high inflation and by the additional pain that we're going to be seeing as the economy sort of, you know, slumps more towards a recession. Talk to us a little bit about this because tourism, being outdoors, that's what your state thrives on. And that's where everybody cuts their dollars first. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Look, first and foremost, we need to start with the lack of leadership. Mm. I mean, hopefully your your listeners now know that Joe Biden, while he was eating ice cream, said the economy is strong as hell. Um, you know, a week or so ago, he said that inflation's only up a tick. Uh, you have cabinet secretaries. The solution to high gas prices is go out and buy an electric vehicle. And uh, so, so I think the biggest problem we have, and, and, and really you could, you could start way back in COVID, is the fact that people in Washington are failing us every single day. And the senator I'm running against, Senator Masto, Cortez Masto, is no exception. Yeah. She has been a rubber stamp for Joe Biden. And just six weeks ago, she had a chance to prove all of her phony commercials that she was actually independent of her party and not vote for the inflation spending bill that came down the pipe. Um, and, and unfortunately, in our state, we were already at nearly 16% inflation. Gas prices are the average at 560. As you all know, I mean, there's tons of gas stations where you're paying six bucks plus to fill up your tank. We're a Western state. And so a lot of people are driving SUVs and trucks. You're talking 150 bucks to fill up your tank. It's absolutely unaffordable. It's unsustainable. And the bottom line is that I ask all the time and someone's complaining about it. I say, well, do you know who's responsible? And because, you know, the media, of course, covers for them. They blame, quote unquote, greedy oil executives or Putin and all these other people. People know it's Joe Biden 
and a na- Democrat enablers like Senator Catherine Cortez Masto. Yeah, complete. Well, and and to- I mean, we've seen this. It, 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 I, I saw the soundbite that he had just last week where he's saying that uh, when he came in, he came into office because he wanted to fight inflation. As though we're going to forget the timeline of this. We're going to forget when it. I mean, we all know when it started. That's the thing. We're talking with Adam Laxalt out of Nevada. You cannot tell people that we're not in trying times or that it's temporary when they see the cost of eggs increase by 38 percent over what it you over what they used to be when you see when you see gas prices as high as what you just said i mean if he fought inflation as kane noted then inflation totally won because of his policies and energy as well nevada is a beautiful state but you do have to drive to get some places you know i mean it's not like it's not a pedestrian Kind of, you know, it's beautiful state. Love visiting Nevada. You do have to drive. Everybody, there's a vehicle. Everybody drives. You can't lie to these people, as you know, and tell them that gas, that this is just temporary. It's all going to be better just by an EV. That's insane. Just yesterday at Smith's, four bucks for regular egg. Not, you know, pasteurized or free range or whatever all the. Yeah, not in the fancy carton. Straight up. Regular dozen of eggs, almost four bucks. My wife came back and she's like, what in the world? Uh, Fortunately, we have chickens. uh, So we're able to supplement these incredible prices. um, But people cannot afford this. And the bottom line is, if they didn't have the corporate media to spin and just just lie about and cover on every single issue, Mm. if they didn't have unlimited money, she has spent $90 million against me. We have 3 million people and she's here. not even leading the polls. <laughs> $90 million. Well, she's not even leading. But, but 90 million bucks, 3 million people, only two media market. They have blanketed the airways since April, propping up her phony record and just absolutely attacking me. And all they have is just phony politics of personal destruction. Mm-hmm. My favorite is the ad they keep running some version of that I'm the private citizen, but I'm responsible for the high gas prices in Nevada. But it tells you, if they have to run that ad, they gotta find somebody to yeah. blame it on, except for Joe Biden and her vote. And I'll tell you, people are clearly not buying it. You're absolutely right. We've been up seven of the last eight polls. We're up in the real clear average. And I, I keep getting kicked box in these stations. They keep trying to find a Republican Senate race where we're catching up and can maybe jump ahead. We have a race, Nevada, we're ahead today. Uh, We just need help from grassroots supporters all across America to try to help us match that spend in these final weeks. I hope people will come to go to adamlaxalt.com. And speaking, we're talking with Adam Laxalt, who's running for Senate Republican in Nevada. I can always tell when Democrats are doing poorly, like really, I can always tell what their internals show when I see the tone of their ads. And you mentioned some of it was silly and you've addressed some of this already. I thought this was lowbrow. They came after you by saying that your family's deserting you and they're going to support the Democrat opponent. You know, everybody has family issues. Everybody has family that they don't. I mean, my gosh, I'm one of the only Republicans in my entire family. I mean, go and have they can have a field day with that. But they were talking the way that I understand it. Members of your family that don't even live in Nevada or vote in Nevada, so it doesn't really matter who they back. This was so slimy. This is slimy of your opposition to do. Yeah, look, uh, you could tell that they're they're out of hits when they dig this this deep and this low. Uh, it's a retread, which mm-hmm. shockingly the media actually put in most of the stories. It was the same group in 2018. 
And by the way, the same group that backed our Democrat governor that shut our state down and has nearly destroyed our economy and destroyed our state. Kept so, the kids home from um, school. You know, as I said in my response, uh, look, they, they like Democrat. Okay, surprise, surprise, they're supporting a Democrat for senator. I'm confident that they're not with the majority of Nevadans that understand that Democrat policies are failing us. And that's what I do in every single room. There's no campaign in the state that has more grassroots support. We have massive crowds at every single event. I tell them they have one job, go find those independents, go find those moderate Democrats and make sure that they hold the Democrats accountable for their policy. Again, if they didn't have all the spin meisters and all the money to blame other people, these races would all be over. I mean, and I'm, by the way, I'm of the view we are still in a huge red wave. Mm-hmm. We're going to win our race and we're going to win a lot of these other competitive races. Um, we'll find out, I guess, in a few weeks here. But but I see it all the time. Our movement with the Latino voters in Nevada is incredible. Yeah. We're talking 30-point movement, Democrats flipping over to us because they're waking up to the fact that Democrat policies are killing the American dream. They're killing opportunity. They shut down small businesses. They shut down our schools. They're tired of being broke and having their kids staying home from the schools that they pay tax dollars to. They're tired of it. They're so tired of it. We're talking with Adam Laxalt. One final question for you, and I saved it for last just because I find it. I, like all the other voters, uh, completely agree that this isn't even in one of the top seven, eight, nine, ten issues, uh, priorities, uh, especially since this was all kicked back to the states with Dobbs. I find it very... Uh, disingenuous for anyone to call out you or any other Republican on abortion or so-called abortion rights when your opposition was one of those who was telling everyone to support that incredibly extreme and weirdly named women's uh, reproductive, the women's protection or whatever, uh, the act that was co-sponsored by uh, a number of very extremist Democrats in, in the Senate, and it repealed Hyde Amendment, so it was allowing funneling our hard-earned taxpayer dollars to for-profit Planned Parenthood, which gets over a half a billion dollars. That's how much they earn. They, they get that in government m- money every year anyway. That's, you know, all open secrets. Everybody knows it. Um, but in addition to that, they also wanted to lift off any limitations all the way up from you know the moment uh, all the way up to basically when the when the baby's crowning to be incredibly forthright about it that's a pretty extreme position that not even democrats democrats don't even find common ground they don't even agree with that very extreme position but yet your opposition and many others that's apparently the new position on all of this for the democrat party your thoughts look we went right on offense instead the only extremist in this race is my opponent She voted for third trimester abortions. She voted for taxpayer-funded abortions. By the way, she co-sponsored with Elizabeth Warren this bizarre bill going after these pregnancy crisis centers. Yeah, the ones uh, getting firebombed. Which is merely giving people an opportunity. Uh, if, if, If finances are your problem, this is the type of group that will help you bring a baby into this world, and they'll help give you clothes and diapers and pay for it. They're trying to shut these things down. I mean, it's really crazy stuff. But I'm here to tell you, they've been running this for months and months and months, and voters are not buying it. First of all, they understand that my state's unique. It went back to the state already. A referendum is already enshrined in an access to an abortion. I'm on the record. It's in a lot of commercials. I'm not happy with it. But of course, I'll respect it. It's the law. It's a referendum. 
And for her to say that I can change it without the will of the voters is just a flat out lie. Um, again, this is all they have. Yeah. And, and they thought this was going to be enough for her to win the election. They've recently started changing ads. I think they've run this course and now they're trying uh, to throw whatever else they can on the wall here in the last few weeks. Uh, but hopefully voters understand this election is about change. Mm -hmm. This election is about saving our country, saving my great state of Nevada. And it is quite clear the Democrat policies have kicked open our border. They've certainly gone after law enforcement and made our communities less safe. And the energy policies have given us $6 gas in my state and inflation and the spending is nonstop. As long as this election is about those core issues, we're going to win this race. There you go. And those are the issues that voters care about. This is one of the races to watch. Even though he's in Nevada, it's affecting everybody. I mean, this is, I mean, you could ultimately decide the fate of who controls the Senate. It's a lot of, that's a, a lot to have on your shoulders, but I also no think it, it highlights this too. This the 51st seat. Exactly. No question about it. You're, you're in the lead. You just need the continued momentum. I mean, the fact that your opposition spent over $90 million and is not even in the lead in the polls. I mean, can you imagine what she would do with taxpayer dollars if this is what she does with donor money? There you have it. Adam Laxalt. You're doing it already. Yeah, <laughs> tell you what, right there. Yeah. Adam Laxalt, always good to see you, my friend, and uh, good luck, and we'll be watching. All right, adamlaxalt.com. Thank you, you so much. Good to talk with you. And folks, you can go and uh, also we'll have all of that info, uh, his website and all of that too in the uh, archive video for our, as we do with all of our guests. That is a very, that's one of the races where when all of this kicked off, a lot of people were very, a little nervous because they, Democrats started dumping in all this money. And as you can see, he's run a really smart race. He sticks to the issues because, I mean, when you look at what's affecting voters in that state, in Nevada, my gosh, I mean, think about the tourism industry that that state relies on and that those are the dollars that are immediately cut when times get tough. That advertising, all the all those all those kind of funds, any kind of uh, fun money, I guess you could say that's immediately cut. So uh, they're really they're really getting hit hard and they need a change for sure. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Visit patriotmobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation using offer code Dana. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement, make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. Patriotmobile.com slash Dana. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dana, 972-PATRIOT. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. So uh, this is one of my favorite ones. A man cuts his neighbor's trees at night. He's a Florida man who's been dubbed Edward Scissorhands. And he, he's in a Fort Worth neighborhood, but he's from Florida. And so he goes out and apparently cuts everybody's trees at night. Now, unless you're having like actual scissors for hands, don't be sitting here acting like you are legit. Edward Scissorhands. So he cuts 
he cuts the trees down at night and um like i just people are it just fine it's kind of interesting um i guess they think that that he doesn't apparently get rid of the tree branches after he does it and it's making the neighbors kind of mad they said that he sees them they the neighbors see him on surveillance videos it's out usually at like two or three in the morning they say he starts trimming the tree he admires his work and then um kind of just leaves and they said that they want him to stop doing this because he's not good they're like stop it and they're all liable for the trees apparently if they don't if they don't i didn't know this so if they don't if they don't clean up the branches that they cut the homeowners are liable for any damages that would interesting so they said there's been police reports and people are working on it they're hoping someone recognizes him that's I, I mean, of all the things, are you trying to help? I don't know. I mean, of all the things to do, why? I have a tree in my front yard. He can come and cut. Yeah, do, but don't be asking him to do that because he probably will. I don't know. I, I don't know. So this is uh, one Florida man is so aff- he's a terrified of clowns. So he dedicated a massive Halloween to display to them. Um, I'm not going to say we have a giant smoking skull hanging on our house or anything, but we may. Uh, so this guy, Jeff Somerville of Clearwater, he began decorating his home with terrifying clowns after he relocated from the Midwest. Uh, he said his inspiration was because he's terrified of them. He actually commissioned, of course it was from China, but he commissioned a 35-foot clown tunnel to go over his driveway. He said, it started out with a hand drawing and they brought my vision to life. And he is they are all over the yard it actually is kind of terrifying because he doesn't have like the kitty stuff they are like think of killer clowns from outer space that's what he's got on his yard that's pretty terrifying that florida dude i actually think that's how you do it correctly and a florida man is charged for dropping off a rental car with his granddaughter still in the back seat he forgot his one-year-old granddaughter was in the back seat the baby's okay but oh my gosh thankfully it was only 80 degrees out but that's still hot Stay with us. Third hour on the way. I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun. And the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12 gauge pump action shotgun chambered for three inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus one. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. And you've heard me talk about this before right here at the podium. Republican officials are dead set on moving America backwards and stripping women of their rights. That is what we have been seeing uh, since the Dobbs decision in June. And their obsession with regulating women's bodies is not just disturbing. It's also very dangerous. That's Corinne Jean-Pierre just a little bit ago on abortions they love this they love that dobbs versus jackson women's health they love the outcome of that because it gave them a whole thing they purposefully did not do anything through the states 
to add anything to any trigger laws or any other referendums beyond the life of the mother and rape or incest. They didn't do anything. They, they purposefully did not do anything so that they could complain about it. They sacrificed, they scared, and they're now they're fear-mongering women when they were the ones who to- did the biggest disservice to their base. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Top of our third hour this Monday, and as I said, that's Karine Jean-Pierre who just went on this weird tangent, um, which is, I, I don't know, uh, all about uh, abortion, and it went from Corinne Jean-Pierre being unable to name any Democrats who've asked Biden to campaign with him to switching to abortion because she does not just they don't have any answers. She said it was a bizarre question about campaigning for uh, different congressional members. And in fact, they just it's, you know, it's really it's about Republicans. And I'm just I said this online. and I've said this before. I am so tired of the way that Democrats treat women. And this was one of the things I even saw when I was in college and I was going away from being a leftist. I was raised, as I've told you before, I was raised by Democrats. I didn't meet a Republican until I went to college. I'm not kidding you. And it's always, they'll, I've seen them. I've watched them talk to men about issues relating to the economy gas prices, foreign policy, etc. And when they get to the women, it's about abortion. Your rights. You're going to lose all your rights. I don't know what rights they're talking about. I haven't lost any rights. You haven't lost any rights. No rights have been taken from you. There is no right to any of this. If your life is in danger, there is not a state in the union. Even in Ohio, do you remember the Attorney General of Ohio? when they had the issue of the 10-year-old, and there was a lot of questions about that, they were saying her physical nature, the 10-year-old that had been raped, and rape or incest accounts for less than 1%, according to Planned Parenthood's own statistics. I'm totally fine with having that conversation if it means saving the other millions. But they were saying that because the 10-year-old, because of her, I mean, she was still growing, it absolutely is an issue of life. And they said that wouldn't have even been a question. Like, why did they feel, why did she have to go out and say, it would not have even been a question according to, the, you know, even the most basic interpretation of our laws. And they were correct. And they were, and they quickly, the left quickly dropped that because they just realized, that's kind of bad. That's bad. So I, you know, I have a lot of contempt for people who constantly electioneer to women as though this is the only issue that matters and it's a right that's being taken there's not a single right that's being taken but what i see is this effort to devalue women women's issues are everything it's not just this and i would say that abortion is a man's issue too here you can't have it both ways you can't say that men are culpable and then at the same time exclude them from participation in this discussion by only and only ever insisting that this is a quote-unquote women's issue it's so dumb. And, and then for her to spend all of this time at the White House press avail on this, when there are so many, a million other questions, is, is troubling. The White House just doesn't, by the way, they're also apparently downplaying his birthday so that they don't remind people that he's ancient. He was the oldest ever elected on election day in 2020, 77 on election day in 2020. 
he was they're trying. So Politico has the story that said he's about to turn 80. So there's not going to be uh, he, he's not going to be um, there's not going to be a big kind big birthday bash. His birthday is going to be 12 days after midterms. He was 78 inauguration day 2021. His birthday comes 12 days after midterm elections. Whew. Happy birthday. See, he's really he's getting up there. And no, they don't want to remind voters of this. So apparently Politico said they're going to keep it like really low key to hope that you forget, which I don't think anybody's going to forget. Nobody's going to forget something like this. This is not something that you, you know, you're just like, oh, forgot that he's forgot that he's as old as he is. But still. This. um, It's. It's infuriating. It is infuriating to constantly see that issue play out. There's a million other questions. I mean, on Russia, Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera. A million other questions they could be asking. We're going to get into some of the foreign policy with all of this here coming up. Now, I have some energy and then I have some wokery for you that I want to make sure we get into. Coming back to some of the uh, energy issue, Europe apparently is shutting down its largest gas field, which could replace Russian gas and provide essential energy <laughs> supplies. Because, you know, it's greener. It's greener to be reliant upon dirty Russian gas. Coal generates more pollution than natural gas. And Europe is burning more coal, including the, uh, some, some of the dirty coal that they can't even, that they can't even have, they don't even have enough of to meet their, meet their needs. So they shut this down. They're, they're going to be greener. Good job, Europe. Good job. I have no words. Now, Here's some wokery. I don't pay attention to a lot of these uh, makeup podcasts. I have some friends who do. And you you guys know, well, the guys may not know. The ladies do. Ulta, the story of your Sephora and your Ulta, right? And Ulta is apparently feeling some pain because they had a podcast with two men in makeup and wigs chatting about what it's like to be a girl according to PJ Media, for one of their big things. They came out with a tweet over the weekend saying, and, they, and can we stop doing the emoji claps after every word? They were saying trans girls can do it all. Tune into the latest episode of uh, The Beauty Of, where host David Lopez sits down with guest Dylan Mulvaney to chat all things girlhood. So you have two guys sitting down talking about what it is to be a woman. It's woman face. Would you accept two white people sitting down talking about what it means to be black in America? Hell no. Why would you ex- why would you accept two men sitting down discussing what it means to be a woman in America? This is woman face. It is a total appropriation. It is offensive. One of the dudes has a beard, by the way. But he's got long hair and he's wearing some makeup. And they're, I mean, oh my gosh. It, 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 looks like a, it looks like a gross caricature. It's a gross caricature. So here you don't have women's voices at all in this. You have two guys discussing what they think it means to be a woman in America as a mother, as a woman. And... That so Ulta is getting so much heat from this, and I am here for it. 
They've been getting super woke. I think even more woke than Sephora. I've never thought I'd actually say that. They have been getting ridiculously woke. And I am, I am so happy that they're getting some heat over this. It's woman face. It is absolute. This is the new misogyny. I think it's a, an entirely misogynistic movement, by the way. I think the phrase turf is a sexist, misogynistic slur that is used to silence women and devalue females. And now you have these two dudes sitting here with Ulta Beauty talking about what man this I don't do boycotts but I I'm not going to be able to I'm not going to be able to ever like purchase anything from Ulta. I don't trust Ulta to know what makeup for women is if they don't even know what it, what you should have talking about two wimp what it is to be a woman. Man, what a weird it's woman face. That's exactly what it is. Oh man, they've been hiding replies like crazy. And so everybody's been quote tweeting it. It makes me not want to go to Ulta. I mean, not that I like do a lot anyway. I mean, so I just um wow. It is a, it's misogynistic. It's a misogynistic movement. They, and there are all these there are all these videos that they've been like someone said, I didn't go through 41 weeks plus one day of pregnancy, 47 hours of labor, 18 months breastfeeding, you know, uh, um all that goes with that sleepless nights all of this for men larping as women to get them to call themselves mom and i get chest feeder and uterus haver nah preach 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 this goes back to what i was telling my sons you know where feminism came from progressive men like this progressive men created feminism it was the progressive men who didn't want women to vote. You had women out there owning more property and making more money than these progressive men who did not want them to have the right to vote. Susan B. Anthony was about as conservative and pro-life as a day is long. Progressive men didn't want her and others to have a voice. Progressive men created that movement. Now, absolutely it was hijacked and turned into something that created this this misogynistic movement that you would not have without third wave feminism. First wave was let's can we vote and just be able to have property so we're not abandoned and in the streets eating dirt after our husbands die. Can we please have that? Fine. Great. But when you're getting to the point where you're actually running women out of women's spaces and you're calling yourself a feminist, you're no feminist. You are patriarch adjacent. That's what you are. You're a misogynist. People get mad at me because I accurately say correct, actually very generic and marshmallow terminology for what I could say. But let's talk about this. That's where I t- I've told my sons, I'm like, mistreatment of women and not honoring women as they are, as men are called to do. That's progressive men created feminism. And then leftist women hijacked it even further and took it to what we have now because look at all the women speaking up against this it is one of those things where you have women who are on the left and women who are on the right that are actually coming together pushing back on this it's wild you want to talk about being stripped of rights do you want to talk about being stripped of yes rights protections for women hell yes absolutely you want to talk about being stripped of anything? This is what's doing it. Not killing babies on demand, supported by the taxpayer. We have more on the way. 
Cole Lyle of Mission Roll Call joins me to discuss the huge problem of veteran suicides and the comprehensive approach needed to address this crisis. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll also discuss Putin talking more and more about nuclear war, and I'll hammer Secretary Mayorkas for knowing the Border Patrol did not whip Haitian migrants before he went out and slandered those agents. Follow The Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So a herd of wild horses apparently has moved into an iconic California destination out in Mammoth Lakes. And it's out in the Sierra Nevada, east of Yosemite. And they now everyone's wondering what's going to happen. You know, they've been culling some of the herds of these wild horses. Uh, but there's been a, a whole bunch of others that have moved in here. And I was, I just you know, keep an eye on that. I little, get a little nervous about it. Uh, also, CNBC says the top 10 most neighborly cities in the U.S. Apparently only ones in the South. And I'm calling shenanigans. Uh, the number one most neighborly city, they said, Kane is Rochester, New York. Um, no. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin is number two. Provo, Utah, three. Oxnard, California, no, is four. Grand Rapids, Michigan, five, no. Raleigh, North Carolina, six. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Poughkeepsie, New York. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Des Moines, Iowa. What? Okay, has has the person who made this list ever traveled? Apparently not. So I guess I don't hate the Eagles. Uh, Just because... I'm, I'm not going to even pretend that I don't think find this funny. Washington Examiner says Jill Biden was booed by Philadelphia Eagles fans before the game against the Cowboys. And, uh, yeah, they said it was very audible. It was at Lincoln Financial Field in a Phillies pregame Sunday. They said that Biden attended the Eagles game as part of NFL's. They have a cancer initiative, their crucial, crucial catch campaign for cancer. She uh, says she was a Philly girl and all this stuff. And... She was audibly booed, which I know audibly booed is kind of redundant, but I mean, when it's loud enough to be picked up by cameras, that's loud. And they said being an Eagles fan did not save her. That's what one commentator tweeted. All right. So coming up, anime is not satanic. And also Stephen Yates joins us on Everything China. Stay with us. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's Chapter and Verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you, bottom of our third hour this Monday. They had the big uh, commie fest over in Beijing. (laughs) Sounds way more exciting than than it's intended to be. Uh, But uh, Chinese President Xi Jinping... In his uh, opening remarks, apparently, to kick off the 20th Congress of China's ruling commie party, uh, he's expect, I love how they write, he's expected to win a third leadership term, as is, you know, want to happen in communist nations where there really isn't actually any real voting. Uh, he says he may use force to retake, retake being the heavy lifting word there, Taiwan, and slams the U.S. for interfering. He's now considered to be the most powerful ruler since Mao. 
He also talked about complete control over Hong Kong. Joining us now on this, and then we'll hit the Saudi issue too, our very good friend Stephen Yates, who is an expert on this, having previously advised White House administrations. He's a senior fellow at America First Policy Institute and chair of the China Policy Initiative. So Stephen, it's always good to see you. Thank you so much. Kicking off the Commie Fest, their uh, 20th... I, I like how they do all of this theater to make it look very democratic, but it's not. It was just the tyrant getting up, kind of trying to brag about what they're doing sort of create some headlines for their state-run press what did you take away from this what should we really be watching from this address well uh there's the part of me that has been almost a lifelong watcher of chinese politics and in that sense this was arguably xi jinping's most important speech of his life Mm. he was clearly breaking precedent with whatever rules commies follow, and my sense is the only rule they follow is what they can get away with. Uh, And so he was breaking precedent to extend a term of office. He will get that. Uh, But you'd think with all this time and prep and support, he'd give one razzle-dazzle, kick-him-in-the-pants kind of speech where everyone walks up, uh, gives their magic commie salute, and off they go. He gave a two-hour-long snore fest that they had to edit out sounds of him breaking to cough. He wasn't exactly delivering it with gusto. And so to the Chinese audience, of course, they're not allowed to have any kind of critical response. They don't right. have an after action panel that will pick apart the way someone does to a State of the Union here in the United States. Uh, but he got what he wanted. He got what he said he was gonna do. Uh, and even the language on Taiwan, it is only a slight dialing up of things they've already said. I mean, they, they said they will not renounce the use of force. And they would rather have a one country, two systems kind of an approach that was given to Hong Kong. Uh, sort of leave Worked aside that well they trashed that. <laughs> so, but, uh, so I think we, we basically had a weekend of non-events other than this guy clearly has consolidated power. He is not our friend. Uh, and any leader in the world, especially in the United States, shouldn't enter into a conversation of China policy without answering the question, is China a friend or foe? And if they say anything other than foe, move to the next candidate. Mm. You and I talked about, I think this this is maybe a year ago, two years ago, I think that we were coming right, coming right out of lockdown and things were kind of opening up when, when all of this was happening. But there had been a little bit of power jockeying that was happening within the factions of the Communist Party. And there were some questions as to whether Xi Jinping would come out on top. There was this headline from a couple of weeks ago that turned out to not be accurate about a coup that was taking place. Uh, Something apparently did happen, but they're very, I mean, apparently wasn't what uh, India Times was reporting. Uh, so, so I guess I'd, my question is: from this sort of power struggle within the within the factions of the Chinese Communist Party, Xi Jinping came out on top in spades. And uh, so, I mean, the Chinese politics, the Communist Party politics, are the one of the biggest black boxes in the world. Uh, what we don't know far exceeds what we do know. So, all you can do is watch what happens and how they act, and make your best estimates on how to react or to push your own interests regardless. Uh, and so uh, basically, I'm, I have no question that there are people who disagree with Xi. Some of them are now dead. I think that speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, and some of them are in jail uh, and that speaks for itself. Uh, and so there's no question that there are some 
peer areas of resistance. The people didn't like these long lockdowns, but they aren't organized to change government policy. The COVID zero policy basically remains intact. His approach to Taiwan remains largely intact. His leaning towards Russia really wasn't curbed in any meaningful way. Right. And characterizing the United States in non-friendly terms pretty much uh, is what we had going in. Last week, we're talking with Stephen Yates. We discussed how China is pursuing dissidents in different countries, including here, even in the United States, which is insane that this is allowed to happen. But this this headline coming out of um, Axios, Lachlan Marquet wrote this piece. The DOJ's required lobbyist for Heekvision, a leading Chinese surveillance equipment company, to register as foreign agents. They said that this is part of a broader federal crackdown on Chinese industries that they think might be potential national security threats. Part of me thinks, okay, this is a great step in the right direction. Maybe this is the administration kind of cracking down a little bit. But at the same time, I look at, you know, for instance, how much land, how much, uh, you know, uh, natural resource the that, that the United States has allowed China to acquire. And I think, is it though? I mean, is it, are we really, or is it just optical? I wanted to kind of get your insight into this. Well, my sense is the American people have made up their mind and they're waiting for their government to reflect where they are. Uh, and I don't, I don't think there's any critical mass of Americans that would say after having our country and the world poisoned by a government that let a virus out and lied about it, shaved who knows how many trillions of dollars in wealth away from the United States, stunted the academic development of a generation of Americans, uh, partly uh, due to the idiotic policies that the Americans adopted, but it was in response to what the Chinese did and lied about. Uh, the, the unfair trade practices. I mean, my colleague, Bob Lighthizer at America First Policy Institute uh, has a concept called strategic decoupling that I think is the way forward. And you begin with, if there's anything of strategic value that you can't afford for an adversary to control, you need to begin moving that yesterday away from China. Mm. Uh, and so all of this high tech stuff that's going on now, we're in the first throes of a hostile divorce. Uh, and that I think is going to have some bumps along the way, but the momentum is very clearly into safe shoring that. Yeah, that's and that's it's good to see at least the. I mean, we should have been taking these steps quite some time ago. I want to switch gears, ask you since uh, we're getting ready to come up on another summit. It's been reported that the president has no plans to meet with uh, Saudi's crown prince at next month's G20 in Indonesia. This, of course, after OPEC, OPEC plus cutting oil production. uh, And this continues to reverberate. There's not really anything that uh, I I think that if he did meet with him, it would look horrible. Uh, It would look like he would be begging at this point. I don't think there's anything that he can do to save face here. But this is I interpret this as Saudi punishment of United States and its allies because this administration was trying to cozy up to Iran. Does that seem like a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, the problem is we're sort of several layers of analysis into what the core problem is, is the American leaders doing bad things to American policy that put us in these bad situations. You dial back to energy independence, we have a different dialogue with the broader Middle East. Uh, you keep full square on to the Abraham Accords and balancing against Iran. You don't play Iran Dale 2.0. We've got a different Middle East. 
you don't try to sell this Green New Deal on steroids around the world as the number one challenge and expect to have the same reaction in the Middle East. And you don't go drumming into war with Russia unprepared behind the eight ball and expect any major powers, whether they're friend or not, to be completely comfortable just saddling on up with us. And so, I mean, at this point, I've always been against the G groups. And the larger the number that comes after the G, the bigger waste of time it is. And so I don't know that any president should be going to a G20. That's that's about 19 too many. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, but if you look at this one, I mean, the Saudis are, the, are, are, are far from the only power that is bad optics for Joe Biden. He's going to go meet with Xi Jinping to talk about what? Going to meet with Putin to talk about what? Going to sit down with Modi of India to talk about what? They have nothing moving forward. And if all they're gonna do is go to Indonesia to have a gap fest, well, guess what? Indonesia sells a lot of coal and oil. Uh, and so I don't know if they're gonna have the same uh, sort of kumbaya welcome ceremony they imagine going to, to a gap fest, but none of this is good for Biden. None of it. And that right there, I think that's to talk about what I I, I, I think that you what you just said, that's what so many Americans identify with. Always love getting your perspective. Stephen Yates, find him on Twitter at Yates Comms. Always great insight. Good to see you, my friend. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Dana. Take of care. Of course. You too. True. Talk about what? Exactly. I want to switch gears here as we round out towards the bottom of this hour. Quick thing too i um one of my friends brandon morris over at red state has a great piece now we're this is a little bit cultural he has a really good piece i actually retweeted it and uh it is i it's i think he makes a really good point so a lot of people even some on the right i think try to criticize mediums like for instance anime and some on the right think that they are that it's irrelevant or it's satanic or something like this and it's absolutely not here's the thing and i'm just going to say one quick thing on this because i actually watch it kane and i watch it we talk about it regularly it is a fantastic storytelling medium and there are some really really great ones out there spike's family we were talking about that mob psycho they all have new seasons that drop this month uh episodic and one punch man's brilliant uh, a primal which i would i mean that's anime uh it's animated it's a it's it is it's not like a kitty cartoon it is a new way to tell a story think of like Zack snyder's comic what what gets me is that people who like comics wouldn't like anime i'm like what i've seen some people try to make that argument on social media it is not just like with anything any medium can be abused for good or bad purposes i just think if you're not watching it then don't talk about it or don't pass judgment on it like if you don't carry firearms or you're not interested in the second amendment don't tell everybody else what they can and cannot have right kind of the same principle applies here it's just the way it is listen to the dana show live on the odyssey app weekdays noon to 3 p.m eastern time and make sure you sign up over at substack to access my newsletter chapter and verse i saw some new polling out uh, that was, let me pull this open. This came out, Harvard Harris, most important issues, inflation, the economy, jobs, immigration, crime, and drugs. And the whole J6 thing, January 6th, only, oops, only 7% of registered users actually say that this is, yeah. ugh, ugh, man. Now, this is even with, uh, let me pull this up. I'm still looking at the breakdown, but apparently for, con for a congressional ballot, they have ours leading plus six, 
but man see that's what it's all about the economy 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 immigration they have as the um immediate that and inflation immigration inflation and jobs taxes and guns interesting that's what republican party voters no, gosh, here's here's the Democrat. What are Democrat Party leaders most concerned with? January 6th, women's rights, environment, guns, voting rights. Oh, my gosh. That's I'm telling you, this is they're going to message themselves out of any cha- any hope of any any mitigate any mitigating loss. They're, I mean, there's just not gonna. They're just not gonna happen. Whew, man. All right. So a few other things to wind up our day with. I'm gonna be on Jesse Waters' program coming up at uh, 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern. I think we're actually going to be discussing some of that um, whole Joe Biden telling that young girl or whatever. Oh, that's so it it is creepy. Do you get the scent? It is creepy. I mean, I try to be very, it is weird. It's gross. He's like, oh, what, what does he say? She's like, don't date till you're 30 or something. Yeah, uh, yes. yeah something like that. Yeah. Just, why don't you stop having showers with your daughter first? Anyway, so I'll be on to discuss. I think that's what it, we're scheduled for. Tomorrow, we're going to get into how the FBI is encouraging citizens to report election shenanigans. Oh, boy. This will be interesting. This is going to be very interesting. So we'll have that tomorrow. So we'll get into all of that as well. And uh, all the latest. I have a whole bunch. I have even more midterm stuff. We're going to look at the House a little more closely tomorrow. Today in Stupidity Camp. Yeah, what Biden says, what he said, no serious guys till you're 30. Ew. So creepy. Why would right. say that? It's Corinne Jean-Pierre. She's trying to tell us that, hey, costs have been going down. Listen to this. Oh, that's, they have? They've been going down. I had no well, idea, but listen to this. When we talk about inflation, gas prices, that's been something that's the American people uh, have seen for the past several months, several weeks, and has as costs have been coming down. What? What? Um, costs of what? Where did they go down to? I think she mispronounced wages. Yeah, they because I, wages have been going down. The wages are down, but nothing else. It's definitely not temporary. Man. That's for sure. She's the press sec. She's the press sec. I think she hates her job. Yeah, she looks like it now. Every day, every day you see her up there behind the podium. It's worse she's not worse. having a good time. No, she and Jen, meanwhile, Jen Psaki's over at MSNBC, living the good life, right? Folks, that does it for us tonight. Catch me on uh, Jesse Waters' show on Fox this evening. Sign up for the newsletter. I will be back with you tomorrow behind the mic.